New year, new you. Same old us, the same old cursing problem. You have been warned. Content is not suitable for all listeners. Welcome. You're listening to Bewitch Banter. I'm Krista, and I believe that people are inherently shitty. And I'm Amy, and I tend to believe that people are naturally good. But ironically, I'm a super believer in the supernatural and all things spiritual. And I'm a total skeptic. We're best friends, and in this podcast, we are seeking to explore and understand each other's perspectives with deep dives into the spooky, the spiritual, the magical, and the mystical. And some straight-up spoofs. Today... We'll be covering corrupt self-care organizations and the industry itself. Yay, I'm excited to, I'm, I really don't have any idea what you're gonna be covering, so I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, well, thankfully, it all came from an article that you had shared with me, so I'm praying you didn't read it. So. No, I didn't. I just oh, skimmed it really quick and sent it your way. Good, good, good. But I thought it sounded interesting. Yeah, I loved it, and it's really a great historical context, and like, there's so many things especially with COVID and like the orangutan presidency that like really triggered me on this. <laughs> so, um, orangutan presidency. I like it. Uh, you know, I love it. Um, but first the fucking all, how was your holiday slash new year? It was awesome. So I feel like we've been so busy. Uh, Zoe, um, and Chris came, Chris's parents, that's like my in-laws mm-hmm. and then um then Corey's family came so yeah a lot of family time it was a lot of fun though and the baby I enjoyed the cold, cold uh rainy weather we've had too lately oh I'm so sad I missed it I I was very happy it rained the, the night I moved in actually New Year's Eve it was beautiful like I could hear the because I'm on the third floor so I could hear the rain beating on my roof and I was just like you know all in my zone it was perfect I know and we had a uh, New Year's Eve. We had a fire. Um, like we got some wood and like had a f- fire and watched Queer Eye. I was just watching Queer Eye before this and I was crying. And Corey's like, "Are you okay?" Well, so I told my sister about your guys's plans for that, and so she did it too. And right this morning, she's like, "You gotta watch it." And I, I haven't yet because I was just busy moving in and stuff. But I will once I'm fully settled in this weekend. Yeah, it totally. Uh, the last episode I just watched made me so emotional. Oh God, I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for it. I was oh crying. Corey's like, what's wrong with you? But I thought he cries at them. He does, but I was extra emotional. I was like, this is just really hitting the feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was fun though. What about you? It was good, uh, except for the freaking COVID scares, the plural. That I know. Had. I feel like everyone's getting COVID, unfortunately, right now. Well, so Wayne and Sam had it. Shout out because they started listening. Well, at least they started following us. And they, I went to dinner with them that night. I or the second night after I got in. Turns out he, they were so they were so sweet and responsible. Of course, they they found out that one of Sam's clients um, was a course of freaking anti vaxxer and he was sitting right next to her unmasked at this uh, holiday party. Oh no. And so they called me up the next day. They're like, Hey, we don't want to be alarmists here. Um, but yeah, other than the COVID scares, it was good. Um, I'm still negative somehow after my whole family tested positive, excited my parents. So your parents thank God for have that. it. Mm-mm. That's good. So well, Zoe, when her fiance, that's my sister, uh, had COVID, she never got it. So some people just don't get it. Weird. Well, let's pray that that's me and my parents. Cause 
Um, I ain't got time for that shit. I gotta start a new life here. Speaking of, I know I got your new job tomorrow. Kristen's I know going to be working uh, two buildings down for me too. It's going to be trouble. Watch yeah. out. We'll have to do lunch together. I know. I'm super stoked for that. And I'm really excited. I I'm joining a really awesome team and there's actually like a lot of visibility into um, the president's office. Cause I think I'm just a floor below. So you're with daddy crow. Sure am. But the good news is Are you can tell like, daddy crow about our podcast. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> but my bosses know about it and they seem to love it. So well, I don't know that they listen, but they love that. I know how to do one, you know, well, daddy so. crow is the president of ASU for everyone who doesn't know. Sun Devils, which and everyone calls him Daddy Crow. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I thought it was only you. Oh, are you Maybe sure? Was- everyone. <laughs> I thought everyone did. That's what Patrick told me. The Gen Z young kids call him Daddy Crow. Oh, they do. That's kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah, he's kind of. I swear, those little robots that deliver food—it's him listening. Oh, one hundred fucking percent. <laughs> and I've never seen them until recently. I had a PR event out um, under this cool little old like dome on South Campus by my mm-hmm. old dorm. And I saw them running around during this event. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, those are food robots. So I was like, whoa. That's- yeah, I try to try to order food um, with a food robot. So I was like, I want a robot to deliver my food. No shit. Me too. But it was like only... But I guess they were all booked up because they only have like eight on campus. So I was like, you're going to have to wait five hours. And I was like, or I could walk across the street and get food. <laughs> well, I'm excited because, well, those are the type of shit, like that type of, you know, quote unquote innovation that Daddy Gross drives for is like the stories I'll be covering. So I'm really yeah. excited. I know. I'm not ready to go back to work. I feel like the break went too fast as always. Listen, I'm ready to see other humans and get myself actually dressed and be... A professional productive. <laughs> productive. <laughs> yep. And Krista moved into a new place. I sure did. I'll give the old tour after we're done recording here. And it's so nice. Like, oh my God. It's just, I feel really blessed and really lucky. And um on New Year's Eve, I took a bath, a long hot bath, and you Sounds know, with so some nice. essential oils and my music and walked around naked already several times. It's just so lovely to live by yourself and i forgot how amazing it was for the short period of time i did so oh yeah i guess you did live by yourself during the pandemic i forgot about that. i was gonna say is this your first time living by yourself but it's not obviously i mean in a real technical way yes for my own supporting myself way yeah it actually is and i'm really happy to be doing that so yeah i can't wait to see it yeah girl you're yeah we're recording remotely again because just to be on the safe side since krista had like COVID scares. Fucking COVID. Fucking COVID. Yeah, it destroys everything. Yeah, it sure does. But we're going to do crumpets and tea hopefully next Sunday if you're down. Because I still want to do that. And yeah. then you can help me decorate selfishly. That's my okay. alter, uh, not my alter ego, my alternative motive. <laughs> <laughs> my alternative motive, getting Amy over here for some crumpets and tea. Sounds delightful, though. Over the break, speaking of create tea and crumpets. I've been watching a shit ton of Ted Lasso with my mom and sister. We were binging it. A, those men are sexy as fuck. And B, it just, I, I like feel like talking in a British accent like all the time now. <laughs> Corey, loves, Corey loves Ted Lasso because he said it reminds me, right, reminds him of like my family. Oh, it does. That's so sweet. Well, like being the 
kind of like oh, being, right, being the, the only American, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what he said. It makes him. He's like, oh, he gets it. <laughs> he totally does. It's so sweet. It, I don't know. It's just a sweet, sweet story too. So, um, anywho, Tay and Crumpets. Did I say that right? Tay and Crumpets. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> but tea time. <laughs> tea time. You know I'd be down for tea time in America. We should do that. Mm-hmm. We need to institute tea time policy as well <laughs> as a siesta policy. <laughs> All right. So I'm excited to hear all about this because I don't really know what you're covering. Before I get into it, um, I know you said last time we spoke that you didn't really make any resolutions. Did you change your mind? Did you make any? Well, I want a new job. That's Oh, right, right, right. So that's the goal by I'm hoping early spring I have a new job. I'm putting it out there. Yes, girl. Um, And then... I mean, just the normal, like, I'm always trying, I, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to do dry January. Yay. I'm proud of you. I'm, I over surpassed a month of my sobriety. So that's, that's awesome. Very exciting. And just be healthy, work out. But that's like a, always a goal. I feel like I'm always mm-hmm. regressing <laughs> back to my fat ways and then oh, trying to be healthy again. But no fatness over there. Get out of here. No, but I've been eating terrible. So I'm happy to like, I think my body's going to rejoice tomorrow when I finally eat like my first like vegetable. Oh my God. Well, I had, what did I have? Oh, fruit this morning. And it was a grape that came with my first watch and it was like bitter. I couldn't, my body was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, that's probably how my body's going to react. Like, what is this? It's got nutrients. What? These? <laughs> Well, it's really ironic, maybe not so much based on the timeliness, but mine is like radical, radical self-care. That's your goal? mm Mm-hmm. In what way? I'm talking facial Fridays. I'm talking like... Oh, I'm down. I like this goal. Yeah, like self-care Saturdays, doing nothing but whatever the fuck I want to do. And like, you know, if it's just waking up late, which I normally do anyway. If it's taking a hike, if it's saying no, I'm going to do that this year. So that's a good goal. I like that one. Yeah. It's, um, it's high time that I do it. You know, it's been, I put myself on the back burner for so many years as we know. And so this year I finally have the opportunity to really think about what I want and yeah. self-care and it's so, um, I don't know, freeing, I guess. And, you know, last year the goal was for me to really assess, like, what does Krista want? Like, what do I want? Cause I never had this time or energy or space to ask myself that mm-hmm. this year. I know what it is and it's radical self-care and that's it. Me and me, me alone. So well, I'll be joining you on the facials. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Come on over facial Fridays. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I know I signed up for all my, uh, like, cause at my gym, you can like reserve. So I like signed up for all my workout classes and I was like, okay, hot girl winner. It's gonna hot girl winner. We going to do it. I have to do it because I'm paying for orange theory again. And I am doing another round of the E2M fitness program because I'm committed this time because I've been slacking off of that for a while. So uh, there's a OTF across from where we work, by the way. Oh, there is. Yeah. 
Well, that's effing perfect. And you get a discount. Well, shit. I yeah. hope it's a good one. It's probably like $10 off or something. But Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and probably only for new members because I've been a member for like several years. Well, it's for ASU, any, any ASU employee. Oh, well, shit. I'll check it out tomorrow. So, anywho, the most of my info today came from uh, an article you sent me, a Slate article called A History of Self-Care from Its Radical Roots to Its Yuppie-Driven Middle Age to Its Election-Inspired Resurgence by Aisha Harris. And she kind of takes us through the industry and how it got a bad rap. Um, and hence how we're going to cover and why we're going to cover corrupt self-care corporations slash cults on Thursday. I can't wait for for that. I know. So you, um, are doing, um, 18th century, right? I'm doing Victorian, a Victorian story. Okay, cool, cool. Anyway, Aisha Harris in this late article really kind of takes it a little bit in a negative lens, but not too, she brings it back around at the end. So she, you know, she uses the term radical mm-hmm. and that's, that makes sense. Um, but it didn't start off radical at all in its early days. When, are we, when we say early days, what days are we talking? We are talking mid to late sixties. Oh, okay. So this is like modern look of stuff. Yeah. And it's in, in the way that we, you know, in modern Western culture perceive quote unquote self-care. Okay. Cool. So I, when you, I didn't know if you were like talking about like the stone ages. I mean, I don't know if they had it back then. They probably just <laughs> surviving, right? They're like, uh, let me brush my teeth with this uh, twig. Hot spring spas, though. I mean, yep. shit. All natural. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Fuck in the middle of the street. Hey, <laughs> nobody cares. In the little forest. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there was any uh, fucks to be given back then. Why don't we do it in the road? Um, which, oh, I finally watched that documentary. Very good as well. What documentary? The Beatles one. Oh, I haven't, I didn't watch it. I just told Corey to watch it without me. Oh, yeah. It was, it was good. It was a little repetitive, but it was good. Um, wow. right. Isn't it like eight hours? Oh, yeah. My parents were like binging it this one day. I don't even remember, but I was working and editing yeah. next door. And I was like, you guys are still watching this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. But. Anywho, so self-care did not start off as radical at all. It actually really began um, as a concept within the medical community, again, in the mid to late 60s. -hmm. Uh, Doctors were seeking ways for patients. Um, Typically, they were mentally ill or senior citizens who needed long-term care or who had very little autonomy, right? So we're talking really sick people that initially that these doctors wanted to treat these patients with and to treat themselves. So like some, to give them something to tr- somehow treat their ailments. Um, they yeah, would rec- give them like power, right? And confidence. They're exactly. Taking care, taking care of themselves. Yeah. Kind of like children. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, so doctors would recommend exercising or other healthy habits like walking and the practices and treatments were usually still under the guidance of a healthcare professional. So they weren't completely on their own, you know, being that most of them, again, had mental illness or were older citizens, but they, they still had some type of like medical tie at least. Mm -hmm. So soon, soon after that kind of concept emerged within researchers and medical professors and academics, they sought out for ways for professionals 
who see trauma on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. um, just through the sheer nature of their career. So think like therapists, social workers, EMTs, first responders. And again, I, I just, I literally, (laughs) I are you teachers nailed it as always. You are like, always like right here on my brain all the time. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd argue teachers too. Um, of course, though, this group was not considered in, you know, that early stages. Yeah. But, I mean, y'all seen some shit. God knows. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> the thought was very akin to the put on your mask before assisting others with the belief that no one can properly take care of other people's shit slash problems <laughs> without first taking care of themselves. Um, some good recommendations from the early days of self-care that many of us actually still do subscribe to today are reading for pleasure or taking time off. And today proponents oh. of self-care still say those things should apply um, to physical and mental and or emotional health. So again, that was the early days of self-care in the 60s, mid to late 60s. That reminded me, I, that's another new year's goal I have. I want to read more this year. I didn't oh, read nice. last year. I'll hold you to it. I, I read a lot of self-help books last year. Go figure. Uh, I mean, obviously I needed it during that mega time of crisis, but yeah, I read Commons book. I read Shonda Rhimes's year of yes book, the badass with money book. I need oh, to read that still. Yeah. It's super good. Um, and frankly, it inspired me along this journey quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Of our podcast. So highly recommend. So in the same end era slash end of that early era, we move into the civil rights and women's liberation movements. And this obviously radically changed culture through politics, right? We know that. But of course, self-care became politicized because the Black community and women were trying to find their voices and autonomy through their own holistic health. So the word self-care was dubbed radical. Oh, hmm. Um, But the good news is, and one positive takeaway, is that it did enter the mainstream because of the civil rights and women's movements. Oh, fuck, I'm so out of breath. McDonald's, God I'm damn it. I, was, I t- told Corey, I go, Krista is literally pulling McDonald's out of her oven. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. That's I'm disgusting. <laughs> Why? Is that your form of self-care? <laughs> no, it's self-sabotage, frankly, but. <laughs> I know. I was like, she said she's pulling McDonald's out of her oven right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no microwave. <laughs> and actually it wasn't bad. It was it was okay, but the, nothing's better than fresh McDonald's fries. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're amazing. Straight out the deep fryer. Um, Would you have a two cheeseburger meal? <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta go out with a bang, right? That's fucking right, man. Tomorrow, ooh, it's gonna be rough. But yeah, I'm gonna be at the gym tomorrow, dying. Well, I'm doing so the E2M thing on the fitness plan. It does detox week yeah. which is no artificial anything no sugar no nothing so do you have withdrawals um i probably will this time around <laughs> i remember i did whole 30 with some people and i felt fine but the two other girls said they had like migraines from the sugar withdrawal. when did you do all 30 again um well, i didn't do it all the way i did it for like 18 days and gave up when when did you do that for your wedding um before my wedding oh, okay well, hey, you stuck with it for mine. Thank God. Yeah. 
Um, Never again. No, fuck no. That oh, I joined Weight Watchers. P.S. Oh, cool. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm excited. I found um, a plan when I was getting my Yeti. Actually, um, there was a package on digital, like a digital package at Best Buy of all places, um, for sixty nine bucks for six months. That's really good. Yeah. So go. And I should quit and rejoin. (laughs) I know. That's why I was like, well, fuck. I'm gonna add that to my cart. So anyway. That's my form of self-care, though today does not count. <laughs> no. Hey, tomorrow. Um, you got to ease yourself in. There's going to be like a slap in the face when Monday comes. Oh, my God. Everything for me tomorrow, but that's fine. I don't have to be at work till 10, they said. So I'm like, all right. All right. So we're talking about the 60s or the sorry, the civil rights movement and the women's lib movement. And during this time, obviously, the cultural climate was incredibly turbulent. And much like it really became during the 2016 election period and still is now, as we know, Mm -hmm. through COVID. So as tension continued, tensions in that time frame continued to rise, the black the Black Panthers gained political capital and power. And some really positive things that they did was build incredible infrastructure within Black communities from schools, employment centers. And they also made huge strides within medicine and holistic health for the Black community. Um, Self-care became prominent and paramount for Black people, and especially women, um, as a direct counter to the incredibly, as we know, very biased white male-dominated medical institution um, that had failed them for centuries and, mm-hmm. and frankly, women too. Um, but people of color and women saw self-care then as a way to take back their medical autonomy and overall health. And of course the feminine movement took so many other political strategies and ideas from the civil rights movement, but a really, um, inspired quote that, uh, Martin Luther King said, um, really resonated with me personally. And so if it, ma- if it resonated with me on like that soul level, I can only imagine how the black community feels about this. He said, quote, of all the forms of inequality, injustice in health is the most shocking and the most inhuman. And mm-hmm. quote, and that cry from Dr. King really became the rallying cry for the Black Panther Party to build that healthcare infrastructure infrastructure. So they built free community and social service programs across the country. Um, yeah, they included clinics to screen for illnesses and diseases that were rampant within the black community, um, which, and still are, they mentioned in this article, lead poisoning and sickle cell anemia. And I believe those are still pretty prominent in people of color, especially lead Lead poisoning. I don't know how or where I got to actually ask Dr. Sis about that one. Yeah, but I was like, I don't think that'd be common today, right? Probably not. But I think sickle cell anemia, diabetes, and again, this is all systemic, right? This is no, this isn't by accident. This is yeah. all because of the systems that were built against people of color. And it's disgusting, especially healthcare. It's ironic because my sister, as, as you know, and everyone else should by now as a doctor, and she and I were talking over the holiday season um, about COVID and just like, how there's been more and more research, medical research that she backs up as a doctor that black people have so many underlying illnesses like diabetes, Mm -hmm. sickle cell anemia, because of the 
trauma, centuries ago trauma as being enslaved people and that DNA actually holds onto those traumas in your cell and it transforms from generation to generation or transports from generation to generation. And so, like I said, there's been actual studies now that doctors are researching. It's not because black people are inherently by their DNA, you know, have diabetes or, or more prone to these diseases. It's because of this trauma that they experienced over all these centuries that has been passed down and they're now medically medically studying this so i thought that was fascinating so effing cool wow that's i mean i believe it i mean but that's that's really crazy they can even like prove that Mm -hmm. i didn't go into depth how they did but you know the fact that she's saying that out loud to me as a medical physician is like pretty cool because obviously she's all about science and prove it right prove it to me right yeah that's really fascinating though Yeah, it's disgusting because in in healthcare, particularly, which is so intertwined and enmeshed with self-care, as we know, there's so much disparity within socioeconomic and racial divides, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and and again, that's not by mistake, that's by design and and it's disgusting. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll go on another (laughs) tangent about that a little bit later because the Black Panther clinics also offered preventative care services and the collective services then became known as the quote unquote survival programs among the Panthers and their group members and the party members. But sadly, by the late 70s and early 80s, all of these survival programs that were really providing these very, very vital community and health programs um, had been dim- dismantled or destroyed largely by the government's racist uh, patriarchal leadership. Yeah. Yay. Uh, things never change. Things, some things never change. And uh, also, so unfortunately, some infighting within the Black community. So all those programs, again, got dismantled. Did and you know they did that beforehand? I didn't. That the Black Panthers did that? Yeah. I didn't. I knew they did like or radical political things, but I didn't know they did really helpful like socio social work essentially yeah i didn't know they did that either it's cool pretty incredible um but of course they got taken down just because god forbid black people a have guns and b they have guns in front of the capitol oh fucking a okay we're not you know what it's 2022 we're going on it we're going in a positive direction krista we're gonna go (laughs) radical self-care radical (laughs) self-care which means not taking on others problems or traumas got to handle my own first <laughs> so here we go <laughs> so we're into the early 80s now and by this time again all of the black panthers programs had been kaput and a more niche quote unquote wellness trend took over wellness was more about providing improved quality of life um, than it was the basic needs was surviving these medical ailments and diseases as the programs the black panthers had built up. So it was less about just getting through this treacherous system and more about improving life. And it actually grew with good roots, good intentions. But frankly, I think it became a little exclusive, unfortunately, because, you know, it turns into money, right? And that's where we get into the capitalistic shit. But the wellness trend grew out of uh, doctors and nurses who became dismayed with the traditional Western, um, medicine's failure to treat patients. And we can read this as mostly white patients Mm -hmm. um, properly. And therefore these medical professionals championed holistic health, 
in the 80s. So think Jazzercise, aerobics craze, Jane Fonda, all that shit. Sounds fun to me. I mean, she was she still looked good. She 80 something. That bitch looks incredible. But I'm sure she does. <laughs> maybe we should have been doing Jazzercise. I <laughs> went to a Jazzercise gym. class with a bunch of old ladies. You did? did? Yeah. No. <laughs> I tried. There's a Jazzercise by my house. And one day I was just like, I'm going to go to Jazzercise after work. <laughs> I've seen it when I left your house several yeah. times, but I've never like. They were, wow. they were like jumping up and down. I was like, dang, these old ladies can move. Listen, I hate at the gym when old ladies are like frankly heavier folks are like killing it and i'm like dying i'm like fuck if they can i know i can too i was like i can't jump like this and they can't oh my god well self-care baby in the form of fitness i can say that i can 100 back like again behind like the holistic mind body spirit connection as you very well know but i do have issues with the wellness craze during the 80s uh that period because it wasn't inclusive um, in fact, the slate piece by Harris, uh, says she's, she's funny. She quotes says, think upper-class moms picking up their kids and Lululemon pants or fortune 500 companies touting their wellness centers for provided employees and quote. <laughs> so, you know, basically Lululemon shit, but like the preppy, uh, trend and the jaller size trends of the eighties. And unfortunately this movement catered again, towards wealthy, often white people who could pay for these quote unquote extra holistic services. Um, it was largely concentrated in, um, the San Francisco Bay area Mm -hmm. and Harris akins, the public's perception of wellness practices to the way hippies were initially viewed on the fringes of fringes of society, because it heavily promoted, promoted positive health. Um, which does sound a little hippy dippy, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, uh, versus prevention and the absence of illness itself. So because of this, the wellness craze was covered like crazy by media, including a 60 minute segment in 1979, where Dan rather, um, says the ultimate goal of wellness is, is essentially self-care. He even interviews practitioners and doctors who recommended wellness to their patients. And he asks them about accusations of them being in a cult of self-care, which I thought, uh uh-huh. Oh, it's like every gym kind of feels like a cult. I mean, I'm definitely in one in Orange Theory for sure. Yeah. I mean, I you can do it. anything if you put your mind in 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> That's Corey's favorite quote. Yell. Oh, it's my listen. It works. It gets me going. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I can do this too. plank. I can do this plank. I can do this sprint. I can. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm in a cult. If we're considering that one, um, it's a good one to be a part of, though. It's a self care cult. Thank you. Yeah. But after the '80s, self care and the wellness craze uh, really, really got into its commercialization, and with that, as we know, often comes great corruption. And as we know, still the wellness, fitness, and self-care industries have boomed well into the 21st century and are still thriving as multinational and multi-billion-dollar industries. Yeah, I'm sure. Insert OTF and WW and all the shit we just mentioned that we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. WW was definitely. Um, I made a donation to them this past month because I didn't do it, but they were definitely. Ha- <laughs> I love more it. like a donation. <laughs> I should. I used to make a donation to. Uh, What's that really cheap gym for like $10, like Planet Fitness? Lifetime or something? Fitness? 
No, Planet I Fitness. Think, I think it's Planet Fitness. I used to make a donation to the. Oh no, it was you fit like 20 bucks a month for at least a year, if not longer. I always have to concentrate and not say planet fatness. Oh, when I talk- hey, listen, that's they give a pizza out on Mondays, don't they? And bagels on Monday. Are you serious? Yeah, I feel like it'd be worth joining just for the food. That's planet fatness. All right. Well, so fuck how's the gym doing that? Well, they know probably they don't have to get much because most people probably aren't going to eat it because I wouldn't eat. I feel like the whole point of me at being at the gym is because I want to work out, not because I want to go eat. Wait, like- seriously? I never knew this. Yeah, they give pizza on Wednesdays and then bagels on Monday. I have asked my dad. I think he was a member. Are you going to join now? Fuck no. Girl, <laughs> self-care. No pizza or McDonald's in my near future. Till the this weekend. Is it. Today was it. <laughs> Till the weekend. <laughs> no, none of that shit, man. I got to get it together. But, Me too. Uh, hot girl, winter. Hot girl, winter, here we come. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I want to go hiking a lot too this year. That's one of my goals. I want to do 50 hikes. Can you force me to hike with you? Um, every time I ask you to go like, hiking, you're like, eh, I thought about it. Like, do you just want to go to brunch instead? <laughs> do you just want to go shopping instead? Remember that time that you told me I was catfishing because I said I like hiking on my bumble? <laughs> yes, you were because you don't. Oh my God. There was another picture I found that I wanted to put from like 2016 from a friend's wedding. And I looked good. My hair was all done and shit. And I was like, nope, can't put it. I'm catfishing. (laughs) I mean, do you want to date a 20 year old? I mean, if he could, you know, lay the pipe good. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. Yes, I do. I think you want someone more your age. I mean, I'm DTF at this point in my life. So <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you would relate more to someone your age. You know what I mean? They're, you're gonna want the same things. Yeah. A party. Well, then they can come, you know, over and then go out and party after our party. <laughs> wink, wink. You're like grandma's staying in tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we digress on to dick as usual in my brain. <laughs> um, all right. So this is, so the self-care industry, as we know, is boomed. It's multinational, it's multi-billion dollar corporations. And this is a little bit of, a, just to give you an uh, anticipation of how it's not going anywhere. Uh, quote from dealsonhealth.net, which that whole mm, URL bothers me in general. Because what is it? Deals on deals on health.net. So A, what? it sounds sketchy as fuck, but it's selling again, it's selling you shit. Yeah. But listen to this headline, even more so selling you shit. 25 wellness industry statistics. How to stay healthy and beautiful in 2021. Ugh. That headline. It's still utter <laughs> BS. But they do predict uh that. The worldwide corporate wellness market is predicted to reach $87.3 billion wow. with a B by 2026. And that's only what? Where are we? Four years away from that. I believe it. I mean, imagine how much money we even spend just this past year, like with, with our donations to Weight Watchers. <laughs> donations to Weight Watchers, haircuts, get, people get their nails done, like buying sales. So I do the Calm app. I mean, Orange Theory, which again, I, I donated to them actually last month, to your point. Definitely did. <laughs> we got a lot of donations bucks. going on. 
too many. No more. Now I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I'm cashing those motherfuckers in starting. Me tomorrow. too. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, but I'm down a few pounds. I'm like. I don't know how the fuck I'm down because I've been eating McDonald's. But. That's awesome though. I know I got on the scale for the first time New Year's Day and I was like holding my breath. I was like, oh God. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Good. Well, that's positive. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I was like, you wow. eat healthy all the time though. I feel like not you really past, do. Not the past three weeks. So I've been eating whatever I want. On a normal life scale basis, when I'm not going through a fucking divorce or pandemic, I eat pretty well. But, you know, last year and a half. Eh. Well, you can give yourself a break. Giving myself some grace on the universe stuff. Been through some shit. <laughs> you know, just, I feel like the fact that you survived it is good enough. Thanks, you know what I mean? Bestie. Yeah, I'm. Fuck, man. How would anyone survive that gracefully? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there was any grace in the way I've handled it, but, uh, well, who would though? I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, there was. There was a hell of a lot of grace. I've been doing a lot of reflecting on how um, forgiving I have been. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're not thinking about that. We are forward thinking. I'm actually looking north right now. By the way, my desk chair looks north to, um, I think it's P.S. Dela Peak or North Mountain. But that's my view from my bedroom. That's awesome. Office. That's so cool. So, going up that goddamn mountain. And beyond. I that, and it said I burned 600 calories when I did it. Damn. So it's good. Yeah, it was hard work, though. It's like a stair climber the whole time. Oh, shit. It's not fun. You can't bring dogs either. Oh, you can't? Yeah. Um, You're like, your enthusiasm seems to be going down. I was like, <laughs> well, about that ask of you to make me go hiking with you. <laughs> we'll do a better hike. I like, um, there's other hikes around there. That well, Dreamy Draw is good. Yeah, I love Dreamy Draw. Yeah, it's like closed until the end of this year, I think. But there's another one my parents and I did that was like pretty mild. So yeah, yeah, you can do a lot more different hikes there, not just the extreme one. Oh, that's the one where the bitch was like, "Put your dogs on a leash," and I'm like, "Have a blessed day, <laughs> <laughs> you bitch." Say it to my <laughs> face. Yeah, I had a guy tell me off once for not having my dogs on a leash, but I was like, I forgot the leash at home, so I don't know what to do. And he just kept staring at me, and I was like, oh, I got to go now. Oh, shit. What did you do? Did you carry Molly? No, I just kind of walked away. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, shit. I don't have a leash. I left it at home. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I did it again. again. Brittany's free! I know it's awesome. Good for her. Also, did you know Katy Perry has a residency in Vegas? No, but we're going to Vegas at the end of April. You are? Well, yeah, because Corey's family's going oh, for uh, the the draft, I guess, where you like oh watch. Oh, God, movies. that sounds so fun. Can I invite myself? Yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to go. And I really want to go see the Blue Man group. No, fuck that. I told you they scare me. I'm no, out. it's so cool. You would love it. I'm out. You would love it. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm good. I will see Katy Perry and or other shows, but. I would love to see Katy Perry too. Um, anyway, yeah, I didn't know that. And I was like, wait a minute. It's all because Britney got kicked out of hers or quit. Well, she hers. doesn't want to sing anymore. Oh, good. I hope she stays well. Speaking of wellness in 22. Let's you got go. this, Britney. You got you this. Got you, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's been through that. I can get through shit too. I can get through some shit. You will. It'll be a good so. year. It will. I'm really, I don't know. I really. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I know it's so like cheesy new year, new me bullshit, but like 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm so ready to, like I said, like now I've answered the question, what do I want? Now I'm going to go do it. And I'm so excited to do it. I'm excited for you. We got to get back on Bumble. We'll, we'll work on that later, but later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got to do this project me first for a minute and then we'll, then we'll get into that. Um, no more catfishing though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. So all that said, I think it's pretty clear that I believe that wellness and healthcare in general, in my very humble opinion, is a basic human right and should be provided and accessible to everyone. And it should not be unattainable or unreachable like it was in the eighties and often still is to this day. Well, they also say, um, like in low income neighborhoods that sometimes it's like a food desert. Like they don't have any grocery stores where they can go get healthy food. So that's yep. like another way people can't do like self-care. Cause if you can't get like healthy food for your family, like, and maybe they don't have like the means for the transportation to go to other places. Yep. yep. That, when I was at United Way, that was a huge topic. And, um, We worked with um, communities to build the trust, obviously, but B, to build community gardens and to teach people how to make their own and grow their own food instead of having to go to the fucking bodega and buying hot Cheetos and fucking Tampico or whatever the fuck. I wanted, that was one of my, I really wanted to do a garden, but maybe I'll do that next year. That's a good goal. I can help you with that. Yeah. Because I want to do one on the side of the house. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be so nice. You should do it. I'll help you for sure. So back to the self-care real quick. Um, there is a why behind all of the timing of like the resurgence of the self-care industry. So now, as we know, it's very popular because I think personally because of COVID and all the collective trauma, you know, people are seeking out how to better ourselves now more than ever because we've been, the whole world's been through some crazy shit. And we had to stare at ourselves on Zoom for a whole oh, year. Oh, God. I remember some days I'm like, I don't want to see what I look I like. Yeah, even. I actually mm-hmm. read um, because we've been on Zoom so much, a lot more women are struggling with confidence issues. Oh, interesting. Because think about it before the pandemic, how much would you look at yourself on a camera? But with Zoom, like you had to wake up every day, look at the camera all day. And they said that women are now struggling more because of that. Holy shit. I wouldn't even think that. Yeah. It makes sense though. Cause you are looking like, mm-hmm. it's not natural to look at yourself. Like in real life, you don't sit and stare at yourself or if you do, you're I mean, like, well, you're a narcissist, but yeah, you might really love yourself. I mean, if you do uh, seek help, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know some of those in our lives, don't we? Yeah. Oh Lord. And they're not female, but, uh, you know, Hey, <laughs> I know I used to have a boyfriend in college and I told him I never would compliment him because he had like a God complex. Oh, you love yourself enough. I don't need to compliment you. That's sick. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Mm -mm. Done with that shit in my life. Nope. Mm -mm. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. What is it? Swipe right or swipe left? Swipe left and swipe Swipe right is less fuck. Oh, okay. Like, let's do this, which PS I did a ton of swipe rights and messaging the other day. Cause I was bored and like kind of getting sad and it's like the best distraction. Dick is the, <laughs> the best distraction <laughs> ever, but like none of them fucking messaged me back. So 
On to the next. None of them. At least like five, at least five, like happy almost New Year Bumble messages and on zero. So they're lost. They're lost bitches. Mofos. (laughs) Homies. All right. So, okay. Let me, let me wrap this up. I'm, I'm swear to God, I'm almost done. Uh, so again, right now we're in the midst of COVID still two fucking years later, almost Harris again in the slate article uh, from the slate article writes that we typically see a rise in self-care and wellness during times of massive and political and cultural instability. Uh, again, the culture of the civil rights movement and the women's lib movement to COVID to now. Mm-hmm in the presidential election of orangutan. Um, The time this article was written was April, 2017. So very close to the orangutan presidency or shortly after his inauguration. Yet it's just a few few short months after his uh, inauguration. At that time, Harris also says that, quote, self-care officially crossed over into the mainstream. It was the new chicken soup for the progressive soul. The week after the election, Americans Googled the term almost as often as they ever had in the past. Many of them simply wondered, what is this thing? Mm -hmm. Months later, others still wondered where it came from, end quote. There is psychology behind it. And Professor Natalia Melman Petrazella um, is an assistant professor at the New School and she said that 9-11, obviously a very traumatic event for the world. Yeah. Um, it also led to a rise in studying PTSD. And this collective global trauma had psychiatrists expanding their criteria for those who could be quote unquote diagnosed with PTSD. So for the example of 9-11, you know, we experienced trauma just by watching them fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a horrific day. And uh, I just got chilled my whole body just now. Oof, still vibrations right now. Um, obviously, that was bad for think about like what how old we were, right? We were, I was a freshman in high school. You were probably eighth grade. Yeah, I remember the day it happened. I was wearing a twin shirt with the twin towers on it. Stop it. Yeah, because I just went there a month before. <gasps> oh my god, I have a. Ch- Are you serious? Names you yeah. never told me that. Yeah, my me and my family went to the top. It was like a month before <gasps> it happened. Oh so I was wearing, yeah, it was really ironic. I was wearing this shirt that day. Holy shit, girl. Oof. No, I, I never knew that story. And obviously, you know, I know people who are on the plane and uh, one of the planes and uh, tangentially, I didn't know the person, but through six degrees um, and then parents of uh, a lot of classmates worked there. So, wow. Anyway, uh, obviously very collective trauma for all of us, but I always go back to like speaking of self-care, like how that shaped us and our worldview as Mm -hmm. adults now in our thirties. And like, that's the world we grew up in. Like how fucked up is that? That's what we came to know as normalcy, you know? Yeah. But I also feel like Man, like I can't imagine being a kid today with COVID. We didn't have to worry about that, thankfully. Yeah, that that's true. Like these kids, who was I talking to? Oh, one of my new professor professor colleagues. I met up with her just to go over curriculum stuff, and um, she was saying how scared Gen uh, Z is of everything, especially of COVID, and like they're just like paralyzed in fear. And like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand. You see it every day. I mean, yeah. like what you do. 
but anyway, that's my, that's my mental health tangent on PTSD. I think until for our generation, apparently, according to this article, like we didn't think of self-care, um, really as much until these type of traumatic events happened. So we had interesting, I could see that. Unfortunately, though, like so many people still see self-care as selfish or self-indulgent. And I think it goes back to its early roots where, you know, it was called radical um, because women and black people were just trying to get their agency, of course. So it was painted as radical um, and therefore seen by many, um, unfortunately, again, still today as self-indulgent, which is complete bullshit. Um, We know it's Self-care is incredibly personalized. Um, It's a practice that honors yourself, your needs. And speaking as someone who's learning to say no uh, to anything or anyone that does not serve my highest good, I feel like, I don't know, I'm I'm ready to dive the fuck all the way into this self-care pool. So if someone wants to call me selfish, I don't give a shit. I'm doing me. I don't think it's selfish though. Cause I think if you take care of yourself, then you'll be a better friend, better daughter, mm-hmm. better mother. Like you have to take care of your needs to help other people. Absolutely. And um, this is just a really brief quote um, that backs up that sentiment by um, Audrey Lord's 1988 book of essays called a burst of light. She says that caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It's self-preservation. And that is an act of political welfare, end quote. I love it. Which is like, fuck yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And then one final thought, um, kind of into what you were saying again, is like self-care is really is really caring for the community um, and others because you exactly can't help others if you can't help yourself. And this is a final thought from um, Paris of this late article, she says, quote, caring for the self and caring about society actually can be interconnected. After the past few months, few months, more people have become aware of this fact than ever before. And I would argue, because again, this was written in 2017, 16, after orangutan presidency, those few <laughs> months, people were aware of self-care. Now, again, with COVID, everybody's going nuts so for the old self-care and I'm why not let's do it because yeah clearly these healthcare and wellness systems have failed us um and they and, and I'll go on another tangent but you know they want us sick they want us ill so we continue to buy all this shit that they're selling us that's yeah yeah and it's know. like well you hear all those like uh stories about like I don't know people are like oh I was taking 10 types of prescriptions and medicine and then they change their like diet and then they get off all the pills and it's like looking at more like I don't know I feel like our health care is like addressed we don't really do preventative care very well no we we don't and that's a whole other systemic issue with with insurance and drug companies and corporations yeah so anyway uh the good news is um, I think that people are waking up to the fact that we are in control of our own uh, bodies and our minds and spirits. And, um, you know, we have to do, we got to do the work ourselves. It won't be just handed to us in a silver package. Like they claim it will be on TV. 
So, well, yeah. And like self care is like not always a pretty thing. You know what I mean? Like they, <gasps> I feel like they make it seem like, Oh, let me get my nails done. That's self care. But it's more like mm-hmm. doing the, making the hard choices sometimes. Like absolutely. I'm saying not, no. Yeah. Saying no. Um, not spending a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like doing all this stuff, like the hard stuff, not drinking in my case, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been the best thing I've ever done. It's been really difficult, but I've never felt better. And awesome. I, yeah, I feel it's so corny, but I feel like I'm awakening to, I don't know, this, this person that I was always, always deep down. And, um, I just can't wait to get to know her even more. And that's so cheesy, but like, I'm, I'm so, I'm really ready for this year. So I'm proud of you. Proud of you. And I'm, (laughs) I'm grateful for you. Honestly, I, I done a lot of meditation over it. And, um, the shit I sent you yesterday about like best friends, I'll post it on our IG too, but like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh. I loved it. Well, thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Oh my God. What a mush fast. I know. We're like gross. <laughs> too mushy for you. For me, I'm in, you know, I'm all into it, but, um, anyway, um, that's what I got for you. I loved it. I'm excited to do the stories. I think those will be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what the hell they did back then. I'm scared, but, um, it's weird. Oh it's no. Really weird. But it's, inter- it's fascinating. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And well, then you're cool. doing goop, right? Oh God. Yeah. I, it's funny. So the, one of the books I was, um, I wasn't reading it, but I was audibling it, um, how to quit like a woman. Um, and so good, but she actually mentions Gwyneth's bullshit in there as, um, you know, it talks all about self-care and proposes the, the woman and the powerful and this and that. And yet they're, sponsored by some vodka company or something oh really uh, yeah and I so didn't know that. yeah it, i don't know fully sponsored but like at the event that she was discussing like a people's choice type event or something like that yeah they had goop right next to the headline sponsor of, of a vodka company and she's like what the fuck yeah that doesn't really make much much sense. So I'll, I'll get into that more um you know when i cover it but like yeah i'm excited to hear about it it'll be, that'll be fun yeah perfect for the new year right yeah i mean on to 2022 and uh we hope you guys had a beautiful holiday season and that your 22 is off to a great start i think ours is mine is i feel like it's gonna be good gotta go grocery shopping after this and nice get my healthy life going (laughs) for my mcdonald's run and uh then i'm gonna go healthy grocery shopping well, yeah, you got to ease yourself in slowly. Mm. Well, I'm going to say peace be witches on that note. Peace. Happy 2022. Cheers. Music. Phantom Fun by Jonathan Boyle from premiumbeat.com. Podcast edited and produced by Krista Hens and Amy Holt. 